The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, I'm here Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KB TV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From, five, six, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30, of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God, for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Labam on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with the song, Exciting Savior. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Yes, saints and friends, 
We are living in exciting times, and with Jesus by our side, we can be rest assured that we have a loving and living and exciting Savior. May this toe-tapping song provide inspiration to you to fill your hearts with joy, worship, and praise to the Lord. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song Litany and Alleluia. In times of want and need, it is comforting to know that the Lord is always by our side. He is just a prayer away and is the strength of our lives. As we put our simple trusting faith into His hands, He will make a way and answer our prayers.
Our solace for the day is Associate Pastor Seth Makanasana Sr., who will give the Lord all the praises and glory. Sing the song, You Raise Me Up. Doing this background music will be Tiare Summers on the piano, Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Protein on the guitar, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, and members of the string section of the church band. All honor and praise goes to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In times of trouble and despair, we turn to the Lord to raise us up and carry us to the highest mountain. He enables us to soar like eagles, for he is surely the wind beneath our wings. sit a while with me you raise me up so i can stand on mountains you raise me up to walk on stormy seas i am strong when i am on your shoulders you raise me up to more than I can be. more than I 
The church choir will now perform their final number entitled, God's Final Call. As the words to the song goes, someday you'll hear God's final call to you to take his offer of salvation true. This could be it, my friend, if you but knew God's final call. The Lord is speaking to your hearts today to accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. We now feature Rose Bahaku Carter to play the uplifting song on the banjo entitled, I'm on my way to heaven. She'll be accompanied by your student on the piano. The way to heaven is ascending. At times it is a hard and tiresome uphill journey, but praise be the Lord that he is out walking by our side every step of the way. He's there to take our burdens and carry our loads so that he may lift us up and float above the clouds. We place our Lord and Savior on the highest place and we come to him to worship at his feet.
The Men Crusaders will sing the song, Keep on the Firing Line. They'll be accompanied by Iris Locke on the piano, Asuzi Bass and Marvin Abing on the bass, and Seneca Rose Hahn on the drums. We need to keep on being steadfast, standing where the Lord has placed us, and never giving up. We need to keep on our spiritual armor and pray always. Through our faith, we can keep on trusting in the Lord. For those that will keep on enduring temptation, there will surely be victory ahead as we keep on the firing line and press all the prize of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to a very faithful sister in Christ, who is none other than Lily Kapahu of our Hilo Branch Church. May the Lord bless and keep you safe in the hollow of His sweet hands. Have a wonderful Sunday. If you're in a battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you win, my brother, surely you must fight. Keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace. A coward in the service, he will find no place. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight. Fight. Be brave. Be brave. Against all evil. Never run, nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. God will only use the soldiers he can trust. Keep on the firing line. If you wear a crown, then bear the cross you must. Keep on the firing line. Life is but a labor for the master dear. Help to banish evil and to spread good cheer. Great you'll be rewarded for your service here. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight. Fight. Be brave. Be brave. Hug against all evil. Never run nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. When we get to heaven, brother, we'll be glad. Keep on the firing line. How we praise the Savior for the call we had. Keep on the firing line. When we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from their paths of sin. With a shout of welcome, we will all march in. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight, fight, be brave, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just just keep on the firing line. Just keep on the firing line. Just keep on the firing line. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. On, on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Today, telecast viewers, I have an urgent plea for you. I simply want to say it's time to come out of the world. This is no time to be compromising with sin. These are such perilous times in which we live, with violence and aggression in our so-called own backyards, and such sordid events occurring as drive-by shootings in residential areas and public parks resulting in deaths and injuries, as well as fatal and horrendous terroristic bombings. Our only recourse is to depend on Jesus to make all crooked paths straight and to protect us with his precious blood and name. Thus, I invite you to partake of today's TV sermon entitled, Climb the Steps with Jesus. I caution you, don't reject the word of God, and above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, then you want to be among the chosen. Let us begin with the sermon. It is God's desire that all people come unto him in full repentance and receive his salvation, full and free.
Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, and physically, and even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword, and there shall be no remedy for his tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare contend our strength is greater than his? God forbid. He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, the power to overcome, and the power to bless. I invite you to partake in today's message, and I pray that by the conclusion of this sermon, you'll be encouraged to seek the Lord, whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way. Now, God said that David was a man after his own heart. We all know that his life was not perfect, but we know that he loved God with all the fervor of his soul. He had one great ambition. He wanted to build a great temple for the Lord. He kept the dream alive in his heart down through the years. He was getting along in years, and he realized he did not have many days on the earth. God spoke to him and said, David, it is good that you had a dream in your heart to build a house for me. But you have been a warrior, a man of blood. You will not build that temple, but your son Solomon will build it in your stead. Reading 1 Chronicles 29.1, Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. And David said, Before I die, I want to make an offering for the building so that the work will go on after I'm dead. Read in the third verse, Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Then David said to the people in the fifth verse, Who then will consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? In other words, he meant, Who will join me in this offering? The people responded nobly as we read in the ninth verse. Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Listen to David's prayer of praise, which I think is one of the most beautiful prayers in the Bible. We read from the 10th to the 13th verses. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Thus we see that the king and his people gave of their substance with sincerity and singleness of heart and gave willingly and not of necessity. 
Consecration and joy are close companions. The word consecrate means to set apart for God's use and God's service. This is one of the highest steps in a Christian's life. The first step is salvation. The religious world is all mixed up on the matter of salvation. Instead of looking into the Bible, they look to their own wisdom and knowledge. Some people say that all men are the children of God, which is true. But to be a child of God, one must be born again. Many say they don't need salvation. They do not need the experience of conversion. They say that it was not necessary for Christ to come and die upon a cross, since all of us are saved anyway. If such were the case, then this theory does away with all Bible truths. Some people say that we are saved by joining a church or going through some kind of religious ceremony. They make the church the savior. Yet the Bible tells us in Acts 4:12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Some people say they are saved by good works. They think of salvation as a ladder and that every gift of God, good deeds, adds another rung to it. They hope to climb this ladder to heaven. Read in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Grace is the love and kindness of God, our Savior, towards man. It does not concern the works of righteousness which we have done. Now, what is involved in the matter of salvation? First, salvation indicates a lost condition. This is the condition of all men without Jesus Christ. He that believeth not the Son is condemned already. You look at yourself in the mirror, TV viewers, and you say, you are terrific. There are many others worse than you. That may be true. But the fact still remains that without Jesus, one is yet eternally lost. Read in John 3, 19, and this is the condemnation that light is come, to, come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Salvation indicates a consciousness of that lost condition. This is what is meant by conviction. The sinner must realize that he is lost. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In fact, our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. No one is ever saved until he realizes that he is lost. No man is saved as long as he holds on to his sin. One must put his faith in Jesus as Savior. A man loves a woman. He believes that she is a fine woman and will make him a good wife. But she does not become his wife until he stands before the minister and receive her as his wife. Yes, TV viewers, you can believe everything wonderful about Jesus, but you are not saved until you receive him as your personal savior, master, and Lord. In the city of Jericho, there lived a man by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a rich man. He earned his money by collecting taxes for the Roman government and keeping a large percent of it for himself. One day, Jesus came to the city. Zacchaeus had heard about the Savior and wanted to see him. Being too short to see Jesus above the crowd, above the heads of the crowd, 
He climbed a sycamore tree. When Jesus came along, he stopped under the tree and invited Zacchaeus to come down. Zacchaeus came down and received Jesus gladly. Like Zacchaeus, we must come down from our pride to the level of Jesus. Read in Luke 19, 8 through 10. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. By Mosaic law, five oxen had to be restored for one wrongly taken, and four sheep for one sheep. Zacchaeus, as a tax gatherer for the Romans, was hated by the Jews, but he observed the Hebrew standard of rectitude. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes, Zacchaeus turned from his sin by receiving Jesus as his Savior. The greatest experience in life is the experience of conversion. Yes, viewers, you come to realize that your sins have been forgiven. You realize that you are no longer a child of Satan, but a child of God. You realize that you are not on the road to hell, but you are on the road to a heavenly home. And how do you accomplish this? The answer is simple. Being born again, of course. Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way the truth, and the life. For no man cometh to the Father but by me. And in John 6, 37, And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Nicodemus, the secret believer in the Lord, came to Jesus by night, hoping to learn about the way. He was a man of position, of prominence, of power, and probably of great wealth. But Nicodemus was not satisfied with what he had. There was a hunger in his heart. The things of the world did not satisfy him. He was also reaching out for something that would bring him happiness. But joy and happiness and peace seemed to always to elude him. Then he heard about Jesus and the wonderful work he was doing, healing all manner of sickness and diseases, thus under the cover of darkness. Nicodemus slipped out to see Jesus and said to him in John 3, 2, No man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Yes, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to him in repentance. Nicodemus poured out his heart to Jesus, and Jesus looked into the soul of this hungry-hearted Pharisee and said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You have many things that the world can give you, but you'll never, never find peace and joy until you have been born again. The world is full of men who are trying to find happiness in this world, they go everywhere and do everything to find some zest in life, but their search is in vain. To them, Jesus would say, you're seeking for satisfaction in the wrong places. Come unto me and be born again, and all the joys of earth and heaven will be yours. Jesus said, as we read in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, viewers, you may see many wonderful things in this world. You may see the Grand Canyon, but you'll never see the tree of life in heaven unless you've been born again. You may see the great cities of the world, but you'll never see the holy city of the New Jerusalem unless you have been born again. You may see the great countries of all the world in all their splendor, but you'll never see that land which is fairer than day unless you've been born again. You may live in the finest mansions that money can buy, but you'll never see the Father's house of many mansions unless you've been born again. 
Jesus said, ye must be born again. He emphasized the must. This is one of the this is divine imperatives. Read in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38, which says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue or language. According to the Bible, this is the only evidence which can be used to verify and confirm that one has received the Holy Ghost. Listen to Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was praying in the upper room. Thus, on the day of Pentecost, she too received the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Consequently, if Mary needed the Holy Ghost, how much more then do we need the Holy Spirit to withstand the endless waves of Satan's fiery darts. Now, here is the second step. Upward is the step of separation. By separation, I mean that there are some places to which a Christian cannot go. There are some things which a Christian cannot do. If you are a Christian, then the world is looking at you and they need to see a difference in you. Jesus tells in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. The best witness to the world is the life we live, free from sin. A true born-again Christian has a position to maintain in order to win souls for Jesus, as read in Proverbs 11.30. And he that winneth souls is wise. A trucking company had a certain sign on its gate. Every worker saw this sign as he entered. The sign bore the words, beyond this gate, you are the company. Therefore, to the born-again Christians, the words are beyond the doors of the church. You are the church. You are a representative, an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Therefore, be careful how you live when you go out. It is not enough to go to church regularly and contribute your substance. Jesus ought to rule your everyday life and keep your feet on the right path. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 14, 17 to 18, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and he shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. The underlying principle is that in a moral universe, it is impossible for God to fully bless and use his children who are in compromise or complicity with evil. The poet said the world is too much with us. Yes, and we are too much with the world. Doing what the world does, going where the world goes, and indulging in the same practices Television viewers, if you are a child of God, then you must build a fence between the world and yourself. Once you are on the right side of that fence, don't judge others. Don't be critical of their lives. Don't think you are better than they are. But quietly and effectively, take your stand by the side of Jesus. Live a sweet, wholesome, consecrated, happy, separated Christian life. 
And thirdly, upward step is a step of consecration. Reading Romans 12, 1 to 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What part does conflict play in spiritual growth of a believer? Various kinds of temptations produce spiritual maturity. Every Christian has a desire to grow up into a spiritual maturity. Many assume that the Word of God will perfect the Lord's image in them in a gradual, flawless way. This could not be further from the truth. It is in the heat of battle, the battering produced by conflict, that a soldier develops the highest quality of acceptability for Jesus Christ. The believer who resists conflict resists Christ and stimulates the possibility of spiritual growth. As stated in James 1, 2 to 3, my brethren counted all joy when he fallen into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. It is not hard to find Christian men who are willing to succeed, but few of those who will accept failure as an equal part of God's plan. Most people hope to sit beneath a tree of ease and success and as far as possible from the conflicts of life. What a Christian should do is welcome times of adversity as opportunities for spiritual growth. As James 1.12 tells us, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. God deserves praise and thanks for every trial. For it is this that produces childlikeness. So often the conflicts we go through daily. Does God send forth adversities? Do illness and death find their source in heaven? Never. God is not the author of evil. Satan alone is the source of all bad, which is of all which is bad. However, God does lower the hedge or barrier of protection of his chosen, allowing Satan's darts to be hurled. Why? To prompt trust and reliance on his grace. A good thought to keep in mind is that God chastens whom he loves. In consecration, there should be a dedication of time. Give thought to this strange paradox in modern life. We have more time-saving devices than ever before, but less time for God. Make time for God, and he will make time for you. God is always on time. He is never too early or too slow, and neither too late or too fast. There should be time to pray. Time for the Bible and time for the church. No man ever became a great Christian by dropping into a church once a year or once a month and favoring God with one hour of his time. The last step is the step of glorification. Retracing the steps to our salvation, then separation from the world, followed by dedication, and at the end of the way is glorification. A song goes thusly, he will give me grace and glory. Another song says, Oh, that will be glory for me, when by His grace I shall look on His face, that will be glory for me. Yes, Jesus promises to share His heavenly glory with all those who put their trust in Him. On the Isle of Patmos, God pulled back the curtains of eternity and showed John all the glories of heaven. Reading Revelation 21:1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The apostle Peter tells us that while God once cleansed the former earth by water, he will cleanse it once more by fire. 
Sin will be destroyed by fire, and the new earth will simply be melted and remade, where sin will never enter. We read verses 2 and 4, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. We also read Revelations 22, 1-2, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. This tree, which was kept from man after he sinned, will now be given back to the redeemed. It is interesting to compare the books of Genesis and Revelation to see how many things and persons have their beginning in Genesis and their end or fulfillment in Revelation. This is just a brief description of the new paradise that God has prepared for those who will obey His commandments. Therefore, television viewers, wouldn't you like to climb the steps with Jesus one step at a time? Then at the end of the way, you will find glory and joy of heaven for which you have been waiting. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing with sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. We call upon the church band once again to close today's telecast with that toe-tapping song entitled, By His Stripes We Are Healed.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.